Hello, and welcome to Horror Movie Talk's special The Haunting of Hill House After Show. On a normal episode, we would review and discuss one horror film in detail, but for this series of 10-plus episodes, we will be having an opinionated and accidentally funny discussion on each episode of The Haunting of Hill House. Um, we're doing this because we did a whole series of after shows on The Haunting of Bly Manor, the second season of this um I don't know what you would call it, series of shows. Um, your expert hosts each week are Dr. Bryce Hansen, who holds a PhD in spookology, and Professor David Day. That's me, the foremost expert in scare no-nos. So, with no further ado, The Haunting of Hill House After Show with Horror Movie Talk. We've got a great show for you guys today. We will start out by giving a brief synopsis of this episode, and then we'll get into spoilers and basically just spoil the whole rest of the show, because this is an after show, and that's what we do. We spoil things for you, or we just dissect them so that, you know, hopefully shed some light on, on your viewing experience. Um, anyway, so Bryce, this episode is, um, it jumps us right into the thing that will happen for the next six or so episodes, right? Which is, um, which is basically we're going to be doing character studies. Yeah. Yeah. Hops between each of the family members in the cranes and starts weaving together into what the full picture is in terms of what happened to their mom and what happened to Nell. Yeah, so, um, th like I said, this is the first episode about a specific character, and in this episode, we focus on Shirley Crane and everything that made her the way she is. She is, the, of course, the oldest daughter. Uh, I think she's the actually the, yeah, she's the oldest daughter, but the second oldest sibling. Right. She's the oldest daughter, but yeah, I think she's younger than... Steven. Steven, thank you. Boy, I don't know how you remember the names so well. It takes it takes me like the whole series to get just get their names. Down. That's because the the title of the last after show is still on the on the paper and it says Stephen on it. Oh shit! Okay, well there you go. Um, as with all the episodes in this season and the second season of Flanagan series, the the, the Bly Manor um, season, this is right. This episode is rife with sadness and scares. Although. It does seem like, but like now that I'm watching them, you know, I've watched Bly Manor and now I'm coming back to this one. It does seem like Hill House is just chock full of yeah, scares. Yeah, I did not remember how many scares there were. And I was when you were talking about, like, it's not nearly as scary as Hill House. And I was like, I don't know. I feel like it was about so pretty good. Maybe a little less. But no, it's like, it's not even comparable. Like. Haunting of Hill House packs them in, yeah, in unexpected moments and really well, really well, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, just getting thinking about. I remember this episode. Um, okay, so anyway, I, we should get into spoilers now. Yeah, so let's play, let's play, let's play, let's play the spoilers. Spoiler music. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. This is the spoilers section. So, <laughs> so 
this, oh, uh, I should mention this is called, I think it's called Open Casket. Is that, is that correct? I don't know. I wrote it down at the, uh, at the top of the page, I think. No, I didn't. Of course I didn't. So, um, yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, episode two is called Open Casket. And for good reason, um, our, our main character in this one, Shirley, uh, is pretty this is about her obsession or the beginning and the play how it plays out her obsession with death yeah and she's pretty close to death because she's a funeral director or a mortician right and um you know i'm sure everyone that's a mortician doesn't necessarily have like a huge close connection with death compared to shirley but there's a lot of formative moments that we see in in her childhood um, that showed her, you know, how important it was to have a good funeral. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit. I, I would like to bring up the first thing that happens in this episode, which is during a flashback. So we're talking about the kids, uh, or when they are kids. Um, and, uh, well, actually before that, we have everyone waking up at 3 a.m. Which this is kind of a kind of one of these things that the exorcism of Emily Rose taught me about, um, which is which is which is yeah that three a.m. is considered the witching hour, right? Mm -hmm. So this was this is this is the number that the devil chooses theoretically to taunt God because it's I don't know mm -hmm. some sort of some sort of reason having to do with you know. God and Satan, who knows? It's crazy guys up there and down there. <laughs> what are they doing? I don't know. Anyway, um, so all the kids are kind of seem to be connected via some sort of mental link. They all kind of wake up when things happen to each other. Mm -hmm. They have some sort of shine between them. <laughs> and uh, and <laughs> it's kind of weird because then we go. So so. Shirley is now a funeral director or a, or a mortician. And, um, and she's like counseling this little boy who's like, Oh, look, I don't want anything to do. I don't want anything to do with my grandma. She's fucking creepy. Mm -hmm. She came to me the other night, she said some creepy shit. She didn't have her hair. It was weird. And, uh, <laughs> basically talking about how there, she came to him as a, like a corpse ghost. Right. In, in his, like, the implication is that he's having a dream, but the other implication is that this, to him, this is real. Mm -hmm. And because of the way this show works, it's like, I kind of lean on the idea that this is probably kind of real because ghosts yeah. are, ghosts are a big deal in this show. Mm -hmm. So, so she kind of tries to do this thing. She, so she was taken aside when her mom died. The funeral director or the mortician kind of held her hand in this very sort of like helpful way. It was like, here, I'll help you to, to go see your mother um, who's in the casket and you have nothing to fear. And she goes and she's all worried uh, approaching the casket. And then she sees her mom and oh, my gosh, it's like, oh, it she's all better. You made her yeah. better. And so yeah, you're jumping forward in the episode. Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm setting this I'm setting this up, which is to say for her, it was a tremendously formative moment. It was like, right. It was like this realization that things could be good before 
Right. Like to kind of seal everything up, to give closure. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I was so struck with the concept of her like trying to do the same thing with this little kid who in the episode, he's like, I really don't want, I don't want this. Mm-hmm. I don't like, he kept being like, no lady, leave me alone. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to see my grandma. She's like, no, come on. I'm bit, come on. We're going to get up there, get right in there. I remember people doing this stuff to me as a kid and just being like, why, why are you doing this shit to me? This is so, this is so inappropriate. Like, I really don't want this. And then I get there and, and be upset about it the way mm-hmm. I knew I, I would be. Yeah. Um, did, 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 do you recall anything like this happening to you? Um, I mean, yeah, you, you definitely had the things where you didn't want to do it. I don't remember it distinctly. I'm sure it happened with me, but they still, people still do this shit to you, you know, even yeah. when you get to be, a, a, you know, I'm a, I'm a pushover though. Oh, really? I'm just like a rube. I'll do whatever people <laughs> tell me to do. Like, like when both of my kids are, were born in the hospital, they're like, you want to cut the umbilical? I'm like, no, I don't want to fucking cut the umbilical cord. They're like, come on, it'll be great. I'm like, I would really rather not. Like, I'm paying you $10,000 to do this shit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you can, maybe you as a professional can do it. They're like, I think you're really gonna, you're really gonna regret this. I'm like, I guarantee you I fucking won't. Do you want me to pass out on the floor? We can do that right now. I'll pass out on the floor for you. Idiots. Anyway. Um, yeah. Anyway, so for me, the, I this just felt kind of like bad touch the whole time. It was like, oh, don't make this kid. Oh, poor kid. He doesn't want to see his grandma. Um, I can't. I the, the thing about kids, though, and, and I know this now much more than I did when I was a kid. They're just very short-sighted. They don't understand what. Like, how their choices now will haunt them, like, in 20 minutes, even. So... Explain explain what you mean by that. Well, just like... Oh, I guess... No, that is the nature of kids. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to eat this candy right away. <laughs> you yeah. know, no matter... You're going to give... I'm going to give you one candy now, and if you don't eat it for five minutes, I'll give you three more. And they're like, fuck <laughs> that. I'm going to eat the whole <laughs> Before thing Before you finish the sentence, <laughs> yeah. they're like, no, this is good. Yeah. I get to eat it now. So, yeah, I mean, I I think um, having an adult perspective and realizing, like, there's an important facet of closure when it comes to funerals that you want to encourage kids to tar- partake in that yeah. they might not quite understand. But at the same time, I mean, the other who part, really cares about this? The thing? other part of this is, like, I've never approached an open casket and, and looked. Um, really? It's too it's too much for me. It's way too real. I don't like it. Really? Oh yeah, no. And um and it's a How many open casket funerals have you been to? Only probably two. But but in both of them I was so I was so overwhelmed with emotions that I, I Yeah. I, it was like no, it will be bad if I go up there. I don't want Yeah. any more of this. Yeah, it's I mean, they make it into this beautiful thing in this show, but really it's like, it's weird. Yeah. It's, How could it, it not be? It's, I mean, it's not them. No. It's like a very poor wax sculpture of them. Ugh. And you're like, it's just a, you know, it's just a stand in for their presence. You right. Know? Which is also not there. It's just a, it's just a body. Yeah. You know? Um, 
I mean, I, I've talked about it, you know, recently because my, my dad just passed a couple months ago. And part of that was helping uh, prepare the, the body for burial. And you go on and, you know, dress him in his clothes and you, stuff. You did? Yeah, me and my brother. Holy shit. Yeah. And it's like you hear about how, I mean, my mom has done that for her parents um and you hear people that do it how it's like a very you know special experience and that it's you know like kind of a final act of service and i was like yeah whatever you know sounds like you're a little bit of cognitive dissonance of sounds like it it's kind of really um you know it's i look at it and it's like it sounds like that would actually be really morbid and disturbing you know, not yeah. a good experience, but it was. I mean, it was kind of a good opportunity to say goodbye in a very intimate way. And, you know, it really it was like a final act of loving service for my dad, you know. Hmm. And it was, it's weird. It's It's just so weird having someone gone. There are several scenes in this episode where it, it hit me and it made me think about my dad and the whole experience about losing him. And yeah, there was a couple rough moments in this one. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, it, it's part of the reason that I really enjoy Flanagan's work, particularly on these, on these series. Although it seems like all of most of his work has to do a lot with death. Like, Mike Flanagan has a thing with death. Well, and, yeah, I mean, horror has a lot loss. to do with death. Usually. Sure, but this is but this is specifically loss. You know, like this. You know, you can say all you want about Freddy or Jason or whatever you want, but they don't deal with the. They deal with the killing mm-hmm. of death. They don't yeah. deal with the the after effects, the long term ramifications of loss. Yeah, um, and it's and he does it in a really kind of thoughtful and and uh and and kind of tender way you know and it's like oh this this really this is one of the things that fucks people up the most yeah and i think the other thing that ties a lot of his work together is the focus on um families familiar relationships and i mean i think that just makes any movie or show better is just character study and like building relationships and relationship tension because that's what you can point to and be like that's real shit it's compelling that's not like uh you know spooky spook something yeah you know it's like nope this stuff actually fucks you up like being in a fight with your brother yeah you know (laughs) yeah yeah or yeah all the basically i mean this so yeah getting on with it like um, so then we get to see why she's kind of obsessed with uh, with death, right? So first of all, she she surely lost her mom, as mm-hmm. did all the kids. But but more than that, she finds the kitties, mm. right? She goes into that. They go into that shed. They hear the mewing of little baby baby kitties, and um, and oh man, good spook in that one where she's like she takes a picture of the kitties, and you see that face behind her. You are like, yeah. what the. <laughs> What's that? And then she takes another picture. And it's like, whoa! It's like, um, yeah. And that gets me. It's, I'm, I'm so glad we're watching this again because yeah. all the scares get me again. Yeah. The, the whole 
everything around the box of cats is like truly disturbing. Yeah. Like there's something really, really off putting about just a box of little kittens that aren't like, you know, super active. Yeah. Like, "Mm, this is, this isn't going to end well. And then you see like one little kitten die and you're like, ooh. Ooh. Yeah, all the all the scares with the kittens were really effective because it's <sighs> disturbing on like a whole nother level of like it's little kid experiencing it. Yeah. And it's truly like disturbing like the effects they have on the little kittens that are dead. Yeah, she's like she's like trying to like bottle feed them kind of. Mm-hmm. And uh and then the, yeah, so she gets the experience of like I'm being a mama, hooray! Mm-hmm. And this—that's so tender and sweet. And now they're dead. And the next day, it's like, oh, one of them's dead. Oh wait, it's not exactly dead. Look, oh no, it's alive. It's, he's he's I can breathing. See throat moving. Oh my god, it gets sweetie, sweetie. Buh, buh, buh. Oh, big ass bug crawls oh. up. That's like, <laughs> so so messed up. God damn it, Bobby. That was uh, that was a such a crazy. Like, oh, that's a, is that a Halloween three season of the witch tribute? <laughs> is that what's going on? The bugs coming out of the kittens? Cause then. Yeah. Maybe they got shot by a Halloween mask laser. Halloween mask laser. Yeah. Um, well, and so, yeah. And then all the kittens die and, uh, she goes to pick one up and it's like fucking zombified. Mm-hmm. Its eyes are all white. It's like, Jesus Christ. And then there was, there was a great where it transitions into like this is a dream because <laughs> she's or wait I'm, i might be skipping ahead it's where like they're woken up by the uh, by the um banging on the walls oh yeah and her dad comes in and like is assuring them that like you know it's scary it's at night it's probably just like the old pipes or whatever and you know and then he goes like what he said it sounds like he's going to say it's all over, but he's, it's all over. <laughs> he's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ugh, this gives me chills just thinking about that moment because <laughs> because, OK, that's a genius. That's that's a yeah. genius move because it lulls you into this like, OK, dad's here. It's it's like the moment in the movie where you're safe. You know, yeah, it's like you, they've signaled to you that you're safe, but. In this, you really believe it because that dad is so kind. Yeah. Well, you even like, even if you're expecting the fake out, you're expecting it to be um, part of the wall or. No, it's expecting like the dad to say, everything's fine. It's going to be okay. And then all of a sudden the same thing happens while he's in the room. You know, then it's like, oh, dad's afraid now too. Yeah, so then they faked you out. They're like, oh, it's not going to be dad. Yeah. It's going to be the thing in the room. Yeah. And then it ends up being. The dad himself was super fucked up. Yeah, and then she wakes up and it it's a dream. Ugh, it just wigs me right out. It lulled me into such a, a false sense of security. Um so and then we have like kind of a B line, uh a B storyline in this whole thing, which is um, you know, Shirley f- believes it's her duty and her and Steven, the two oldest, believe it's their their kind of their duty to help Luke, uh the younger brother into rehab and yeah, uh Luke, yeah. and and kind of help him you know fight his demons um and that's that's rough they put him into rehab she, he doesn't have any 
any health insurance or anything like that. So it cost him six, six grand for the first month. And, you know, of course he, he leaves, uh, partway through. Um, this is like, this is like a truly, uh, true to life thing with addiction is like, uh, this just happens constantly. Yeah. You're, you're, always let down and yeah. and you, you you really there's none of this there's no keeping tabs there's no like hey man i i spent six grand on you no it's as soon as you spend any money or time or effort on them you just have to assume it is totally gone it is mm-hmm. gone yeah. into a bottomless pit of addiction mm-hmm. um yeah so this that storyline really resonates with me yeah and the actor that played luke same guy who did um yeah who did our irishman yeah (laughs) (laughs) no he's he's scottish uh in in the bly Um, manor oliver jackson cohen which is also the the guy that played the villain in the invisible man um yeah 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 it's watching him in in hill house he's so good so good as as luke as the you know junkie you like him yeah kind of you you like him. He's you feel like still. For yeah, him. you feel real empathy for him, even when he's in like the depths of addiction. But also like very believable junkie. You yeah, know? in Bly Manor, he's such a narcissist that it's impossible to like him. Right, and you almost end up hating him as a actor. Right. So I mean, that's almost like I almost wonder if he was cast in Bly Manor with that because he's kind of a hunk in the Bly oh, Manor. Oh yeah. Well, and he's a hunk in this too. In this one, he's not so much of a hunk. He looks—he looks like a not very healthy dude. All the girls I'm into think that's a hunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> like a big dirty raccoon, David. Yeah. Um. So, uh, let's see here. What what else do we got? So, there's another great uh, scare scene that actually I watched this with my wife, and this one I thought it was great, but she laughed at it which uh-huh. is also a decent reaction to it yeah it's where um so i have noticed that aaron tends to laugh a lot yes in horror movies it's her defense mechanism She's like ha that's so stupid ha this is stupid guys right uh, look how bad the makeup is i wasn't scared um uh so it's the one where so nell is in the funeral home and then uh, Shirley turns around as she's leaving the room and she sees her mom's dead body again, who sits up and does she say something? I don't remember. If she says, are you something. talking about at the very end? No, it's somewhere in the middle. It's her mom is, sits up and then she has the box. And then, yeah, that's at the end. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah 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 that's at the almost the very end um yeah oh man that scene gives me chills but uh oh yeah that actually brings up my next point which is uh so shirley learns of nell's suicide she's super pissed at steven she's mm-hmm. like i told you to go help her and you didn't do it steven is strangely aloof the whole time like he can't be bothered with anything at all. He's just like, my family. Gah. Well, I mean, he can't, he kind of can't win, you know? Yeah, like, no, he definitely can't. He, they've, they've pinned him to a cross for something that's like, hey, come on, guys. Like, 
that you want your story to be known, don't you? I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Stephen was like, I can't remember. I mean, he was kind of like going towards her or like figuring out where she was, but he was moving kind of slow. Maybe I'm misremembering that. No, I think you're right. Yeah. No, his dad told him, hey, you get going. And he, he started going. Yeah. He started going to know. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and it all seems to tie back to this thing of everybody's resentful at him for making money off of the family's sad story. Right. Um, which, uh, yeah, I get. I, I, I get that to an extent. But on the other hand, like, well, I mean, yeah, share, share some of the, share some of the wealth. Everything's okay. Right. Right, yeah. guys, guys. Um, but no. So the next part of, of what I wanted to bring up was Shirley is actually going to be dealing with n- fixing now up for the funeral, yeah. which is a, something ugh, I can't even wrap every, my head around. Everyone tells her like this should you shouldn't be doing this. You should let someone else do it, even though it's your profession. And I would, I mean, I'm on Shirley's side with this one. It's like, yeah, if you if you, that's your profession and you take pride in your work, I wouldn't trust anyone else to do you know, my dead sister's makeup for her funeral. It's Actually, like, that's a really good point because you, you'd, it would, if for no other reason, just being able to see the open casket and not be like, well, what the fuck are they doing with her makeup? Like, wh- why'd they do that? Like just, just all the nitpicky stuff that you are inevitably, all the little things that you are inevit- inevitably going to see that no one else will. And, and be like, I should have done this. Like they didn't do this. Right. 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 They didn't do it the way I would have done it kind of thing. Yeah. And you, at the end you see it and you're like, well, yeah, obviously she should, should have been the one. She did a great job. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting. Except for the bug. Well, yeah. Except for the bug. (laughs) It's It's kind of an interesting scenario because they just in terms of special effects, because if you think about it, they show Nell, you know, still a live actress, but She's playing herself dead, and she's been kind of eaten away by bugs. Ew! Yeah. So you've got, like, these scar marks and stuff and holes that need to be filled in. So Ew, David! When you're watching it, you know, it shows Shirley putting makeup and stuff over the top of special effect makeup. Yeah, then, that's a good point. And then towards the towards the end, it's like... I mean, they just basically take off all the makeup, and you're like, wow, she did a great job. <laughs> you're like, oh, wait, and they just <laughs> removed all the makeup and, and shit that they put on her That's face. Such a, it's, just such, it's just doing such a weird thing to my mind, because as I as I watch the thing, I'm so bought into it that I'm like, wow, she's re- her face is really fucked up. But yeah. no, she's just pass- plastering makeup on top of other makeup. Right. It's <laughs> <That's> weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then and then at the end they just go, Okay, take up all the take all the makeup off. Just put on regular makeup. Mm-hmm. You know, like how you would do your makeup in the morning. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Man, so like every part of this is super effective to me. I mean, just the the themes of like the kittens dealing with death as a kid. Yeah. Being super disturbing. Um, dealing with the death of your mom and being scared about that and being creeped out by her dead body and then seeing the experience of having that made good and realize her realizing the power of it and yeah. choosing her career later in life. And then 
just her, you know, really the theme of like, you can fix her, you know, yeah. you can, you can fix the situation after they're dead. And, uh, it's really good. I think, yeah, like I said, there's a couple moments in, in this episode that hit me pretty hard. One of them was just when they bring in Nell's body in the body bag, just reminded me of, that's like the roughest moment, like right after death of them, like coming and taking the body away and just realizing like, this is, this is like just a, just a hunk of corpse now, you know, it's not, it's not a person anymore. Yeah. And it becomes really apparent when they zip up that bag. Yeah. You and I have both had, um, you know, pretty recent, uh, brushes with losing loved ones. My wife recently lost her, um, mother. I so that's my mother-in-law and, um, man, just, it's been a really rough year, you know, like in every way I can imagine. And I don't know if it, it's made worse by the fact that everybody keeps saying how rough it is. Mm. Um, but I just imagine it for you, you know, how it was when, you know, that happened when Mm -hmm. they came in to, you know, take, take your dad away. And it's just, Oh, it's, it's weird because I, I, I kind of like I see everything through movies kind of, uh-huh. you know, like I, I really deal with things. Um, I, I very much project uh, myself into all these different mm-hmm. every role all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just the how I tend to do things. And um, and so I I go, well, what's going to be the house that we burn down at the end? You know, like what's coming you know, like, how do we deal with this to make it good? Mm-hmm. You know, what's the thing we destroy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, Jesus Christ. And then I realize that's basically been happening in our in our hometown for <laughs> six months. Um, uh, it's so weird. It's just, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird time to be watching this. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah, I think everything's rough right now and it's it's a bad time to experience death because it's just a really shitty time to have a funeral oh my god or Uh, we we couldn't see Kay um before she died at all mm -hmm. at all didn't see her for three weeks and then she died yeah it's like anyway um and then the final thing that i wanted to mention about this was um the lack of compassion, the way family events and family relationships uh-huh. end up doing a thing to everyone's attitude. Mm. It could be Thanksgiving, could be Christmas, could be somebody's funeral. But this thing happens at at Nell's funeral where her twin brother, Luke, shows up to mourn her. No, that's you're remembering wrong. It's her wedding. They turn him away from her wedding. Oh, my apologies. She's alive. <laughs> she's getting. Do you remember? And she's kind of sad that he's not there. Yes, vaguely. <laughs> um, I'm. The funeral comes later and in another episode. Okay. So it's, it's a while down. Okay. Um, yeah, and and the lack of compassion that Shirley shows to Luke, who you know, Luke's like, I want to see my sister get married, mm-hmm. but he's clearly just shot up. 
Mm-hmm. And um, and she's like, look, just just get get a cab. Like, here's here's a hundred bucks. Go shoot the rest of it. You know, whatever. Keep mm-hmm. the change, kind of thing. And he's like, he's like, what the? Why are you doing this t- to me? Like, th- this is the only way I could be here mm-hmm. and experience this this thing with for my sister who I love. Mm-hmm. Can't you just be nice to me? Like, what 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 harm would it do? Yeah. And the answer is potentially some harm, but also where's the compassion? Yeah, I mean, that's true. The family relationships, there's definitely a huge element of I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> like you're just fed up with dealing with a certain person or the same problems over and over again. You're just like, uh, yeah, no, thanks. And you, you see that and where there's just not a lot of compassion to go around, really, because they're just. They're eventually dealing with their own problems. Yeah, everybody's up in their own head. Yeah. And they're just, they got no time for for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, at the end, uh, as you already alluded to, there's that moment where she's walking out of the room uh, where she's just gotten done preparing now and her and she the light flickers and her mom's like, she turns the light off and their mom's laying there. And her mom sits up and she's got the little, the little meow box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and that was, that was terrifying. And then the final scene in this whole thing that I thought was, I thought was kind of well done and, and spooky. Uh, stop playing with that, please. It's annoying to me. It's annoying that you're playing with it. Um, the final thing that I kind of liked was the light. So as she's walking out of her office, and she's like getting ready to go to bed. She's turning off all the lights as she goes. And then the camera refocuses on this little model house um, that's kind of in the corner. And the light at the front of the house blinks. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a callback to the start of the episode where they're like, um, where they're like, hey, kids, you know, when the when I flash the light, that's when it's time to come in. Mm-hmm. And so it's like now at the end of the episode, we're calling all the kids home. So everybody's going to, you're going to meet, we're going to meet me and, and we're all going to, you know, meet up and, and that's eventually what, what ends up happening mm-hmm. in uh Hill House spoilers. So I'm so ex- uh, excited about, I think it's episode six. Like I'm looking forward yes, to that one. I think it is with, six. With the one shot. It's so great. Oh man. There are so many, there are so many memorable parts of this show. Um, oh man. There's one in an upcoming episode where a little kid is hiding under a bed and it just fucking scares the shit out of me. Mm -hmm. I remember it so vividly. Gives me chills. Anyway, so uh, thank you guys for listening to our after show of the episode two of The Haunting of Hill House. This was uh, Open Casket, I believe. So make sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or share this with a friend. Um, That is how we grow and we would like to grow. Um, If you'd like to support us, you can do so by heading on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash horrormovietalk. Or you can just go to our website, uh, horrormovietalk.com and click the little green button at the top of the header says become a patron. Um, That helps us out a lot. And we've got tons of perks that we work on every single week to make sure that you get your money's worth. 
Also, you can check out our resident artist, Dustin Goebel. Um, he provides us all the artwork for our normal weekly episodes. Those come out on Wednesdays. So make sure to check him out over on Instagram at dgoebel00. That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram. He does take commissions, so tell him HMT sent you. Uh, special thanks to uh, Max maxwell.r.allen on Instagram. And uh, if you'd like to call us, finally, leave us a voicemail. You can do so by calling 682-253-4468. We love you very much. Have a great day. And we'll see you for episode three. Bye-bye. Bye.